0: This is
1: Culture Left Behind. We're gonna have a discussion about the Hawaiian culture and its integration into the education system. I'm Ella. I'm Mai.
2: I'm Emily. I'm Maddie. I'm Sophia. For our topic, we are focused on the effects of American education system has on the experience and reality that Pacific Islanders face especially when it comes to racial and ethnic identity and culture preservation. We expanded on how the education system has affected the outcome of Asian America and Pacific Islander students. We also viewed how the incorporation of Hawaii as a state has either hindered or furthered Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders in their racial and ethnic identity and culture preservation, specifically from an educational standpoint. Our study topics included the application of multicultural education in Hawaiian schools, education and equality, constructing ethnic identities supported by education, the equity and achievement gap among Asian American and Pacific Islander students, and how American Protestant missionaries infiltrated the Hawaiian education system as well as modernized their way of life. So Hawaii was annexed in
1: 1898, um, but prior to it being annexed, it was a constitutional monar- monarchy, but it ultimately became a U.S. state in 1959. Yeah, and on top of that, I actually did an interview with my grandma who was born and raised in Hawaii. She was born on the Big Island in 1931, so actually prior to Hawaii even being a state. Um, She grew up there with her 11 brothers and sisters, and she, you know, at the time it was just a territory, but I wanted to hear a little bit about her experience just in general, but specifically focused on schooling. So I asked her quite a few questions, of course, about experiences related to social studies and cultural studies to see how those were integrated in. In her education experience, um, but besides that, she did actually share some really cool things about her, her schooling experience in general, so she told me some interesting facts about how, you know, only one kid in her entire class had a pair of shoes, everyone else would walk to school and attend barefooted, they did PE barefoot. They did recess barefoot, they walked back home barefoot, but they did have a trough outside of each classroom where they would wash their feet before actually entering the classroom. Um, she, she shared a bit about how her school had a major focus on physical education. They would go out multiple times a day, play outside. Um, she talked about how the girls would just wear an old dress for PE because so many of them were unable to afford a change of clothes, even though that was expected. Um, and then the boys, of course, took shop classes for most of their extracurricular activities and the girls would take a home economics class and then we jumped a little bit more into social studies and her experiences there uh, so my grandma talked a lot about the social studies programs that she was used to and it didn't really seem to matter that Hawaii wasn't technically a US state she remembers her social study classes focusing a lot on the history of US states learning the capitals learning about deep US history and not really focusing on Hawaiian or Asian American culture Um, And that focus actually lessened further during World War II. She talked about how a lot of the men, of course, had to go away to to serve our country. And so a lot of the 8th and ninth grade boys at the time went and started serving and working in the sugar cane fields, taking over in that aspect. And so schooling definitely wasn't as upfront and as focused on, especially that social studies and culture piece.
0: That's so interesting that your grandma said that, Emily, about how when she was growing up. She learned more about United States history in her social studies part of her schooling rather than Hawaiian history and culture. Because now there is a program called the Hawaiian Immersion Language Program where the teachers actually make it a point to teach traditional and spiritual knowledge and preserve the voices of native speakers as well as Hawaiian language in schools too. So it's interesting to see how in the future and now we are focusing more about Hawaiian preservation of culture than in the past.
3: So let's talk more about the preservation. Yeah, once the native Hawaiian culture was oppressed, but in the 1970s and 80s, cultural renaissance began and Hura and Hawaiian music started to be recognized and promoted more. And Hawaiian language was acknowledged as one of the two official state languages in Hawaii during this time. And in 1984, a program called the Aha Puna La Preschool Program started during this time, and this program supported revival of indigenous languages. And three years later. In 1987, K2 public school indigenous language program also started. And this program also support the indigenous language learning in school. And students are taught entirely in Hawaiian languages until they reach fifth grade. And teachers and administrators started to focus on culture-based approach. In this approach, teachers, focus on fundamental factors for the culture, such as their languages, values, knowledge,s and important places. And this approach is to students' positive outcomes, such as increased motivation to learn, engagement, self-concept, and social emotional well-being. And this leads to better achievement. And I found the study that focus on Hawaiian music teachers' culture-based approach. And in this approach, teachers teach students Hawaiian languages and knowledge through music. In this class, students sing Hawaiian songs, perform Hawaiian music, and perform hula. And teachers also encourage their students to think about the meaning of a Hawaiian words used in the songs. So the students can learn the meaning behind the music and understanding their culture more deeply. And this approach can improve native Hawaiian students' sense of belonging, knowledge of their culture, native language skills, and practical cultural skills. And students can feel connection to the land and the culture. For many students, the impact of The culture-based approach is positive and life-changing, and teachers believe that it is their responsibility to teach students Hawaiian culture and language.
0: Yeah, the program that I talked about earlier, the Hawaiian Immersion Language Program, the teachers are so passionate about teaching about the culture and preserving it, and the language, and the um, voices of the native speakers, but there just isn't enough resources or um, actual teachers themselves to do so and impact as many people as this program should.
1: Yeah. And another study that I was looking into really talked about how social studies has lost its depth, its time and its resources, mainly due to the fact that high stakes testing doesn't even include a social studies section. Um, But kind of going back to that preservation piece, the study that I looked into, it it was focused on the civic multicultural competence in students or the CMC, which is really all about the desire and the ability to investigate um, and really look into issues in pursuit of a more inclusive, just and equitable society. So very, Focused on in depth social studies. This study really found that teachers are finding this need for putting an importance in teaching social studies um, because they're in favor of implementing a, a program that actually focuses on cultural integration and not just U.S. history and learning the state capitals, but actually you know, helping students to dive into uh, justice issues, understanding their cultures, where they came from, and their background. And so that was a huge part of my interview as well with my grandma about learning a bit more about her culture, even though that was avoided in schools, Um, but really bringing that all back to the present focus on really upping what our social studies programs look like in terms of a focus on cultural integration.
0: That's all we have for today. Thanks for joining us.
3: Bye. Bye.